You're listening to the Couch Fire Podcast. I'm the host, Kevin Billingsley, firefighter engineer here at Couch Fire Department. And I'm here with Mike Luzak, Captain Mike Luzak. Welcome to the program. How's everyone doing? I'm glad you uh, could stop in tonight and chat with me. We've been talking about getting this done for a while. So I'm kind of looking forward to introducing you to the community. Now, you're a captain here, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but did you grow up here in Couch? I was born in Florida. My parents moved us to Hebron. And then in sixth grade, about halfway through sixth grade, I moved here to Couch and attended middle school and high school here. So you graduated from Couch? I did. I graduated 2010 from Couch High School. Now, when you were in high school, did you join the uh, the cadet program in Couch Fire or? No, actually we didn't have a cadet program. Uh, my dad, stepdad, was a firefighter here and uh, I kind of followed him around and, you know, hung out with the guys and got my first application when I was actually 16. On that application, it was said, uh, come see me on your 18th birthday, you know, signed Don Suter, whatever. So on my 18th birthday, I turned that same exact application in and uh, from there we got started. So that's now that was back what year? That was 2000, it was 2008 to 2009. 2008, 2009. So you're a pretty young guy. Yeah. When, when, well, yeah. You know, 18, yeah. that's, yeah, that's pretty young. Yeah. I started my uh, first responder training, with my EMR when I was 17. Now, what's, e, what's EMR for those e- that may not EMR know? EMR is uh, just your basic level of uh, medical medical training. From oxygen administration to some patient assessments, nothing really uh, that you would see, you know, like on the TV shows with medicines and pushing IVs. It's nothing like that. It's basically just a kind of an advanced first aid course. Okay. And now, have you furthered that education into EMT? I have. Yeah. So uh, in 2010, my senior year, I uh, I went through EMT school at St. Anthony's in Crown Point. Now, in your time here at Couch Fire, I mean, we all have history and go through a lot of different things, but you have gone through the ranks all the way up to captain in your time here. Yeah. Have you served on any other fire departments? Yeah. So uh, I was on Couch here for a while, had some things come up and ended up joining Morgan Township Fire Department. I did four and a half years there. And then from there, I went to South Haven. I had a buddy who was on up there. He was also a captain there and he got me kind of going. It's a little busier department, you know opportunities at work they have an ambulance service so i did that was happy with it and then i have some buddies here now you know they kind of talked me back into it i had moved into valpo with my girlfriend and uh at the time my wife now and i was looking to get back into couts and i had some buddies here and they told me to apply and found myself back here and from there we move forward kind of like a boomerang huh yeah yeah you know you start somewhere and you kind of end up back in that same situation I know, like I said, you're a captain here. Did you serve any other roles in the other departments? Uh, no, just firefighter, EMT. Okay. Um, it's other places, you know, we get different different jobs. Like, I, you know, I was an engineer at Morgan. Not a, a titled engineer, but that was one of my job tasks, you know, as far as being a fireman there. Uh, South Haven, I did work part-time there and volunteer. I've worked for the EMS side, volunteered on the fire side, but I never did go past the the firefighter level there because it was it, you know I lived in a different town and it was I lived at the station when I was working there and volunteering there so I uh, you know we did our ride time and station time there and then when I went home I was kind of too far away to make a truck so I couldn't be one of the guys that was 
consistently there when I wasn't riding at the firehouse. I got back in 2000 and th- right at the beginning of 2013. So seven years now, going on eight years. You just got promoted how long ago to captain? Uh, two years. About two going years? Two, yeah, going on two years. Two years now. Mm-hmm. Now, as a captain, what are some of the duties that you take care of here at the firehouse? Not just on the fire scene, yeah. but even at the fire inside the firehouse. So my assigned task is gear. So I do, you know, making sure people keep their gear clean. And if we get a new recruit or a new firefighter, they get their gear. But some of the un- underlying, like, non-title positions is you're kind of everyone's ear. Like, uh, sometimes the firefighters are more comfortable talking to you and not, like, the big, you know, the brass, so to speak. And uh, you kind of just, you know, you're the you're, you're with the men. You're not, a, you're not, like, one of the bosses kind of, so to speak. So they, it's comfortable talking to you. You know, being everyone's ear is a big part of being on the fire department here. So, yeah, the guys being able to have someone to talk to and not just uh, issues that rise or problems that come up, but it could be a call. What oh, yeah, on a call. sure. Yeah, and, and that's another thing. Like, I've had I've had guys talk to me, uh, you know, from things they may be experiencing. Like, they saw, you know, say, for example, it's a crash or a medical call they're struggling with, you know, all the way from a brand new guy to some of the guys here with the most years. I've talked, you know, we've kind of talked with everybody and uh, we bounce that off each other. That's, you know, we got to keep mentally healthy and sometimes talking with people is, a, you know, the best way to do that for us. Now, we like to have a lot of fun. Oh, boy. Yes, like, we do. I mean, you and me go back and forth. I had just talked to uh, Lieutenant Lane the other day on the last episode, I should say. And I had mentioned, you know, the leather helmets. And, you know, I mean, these are things yep. that firemen talk Absolutely. about, right? Yes. And these are things that we preoccupy ourselves with and, and having fun with. It's not, you know, a cut down. I mean, no, just, you no. know, we, we don't we don't tear each other down in a mean, evil way. It's more a ha-ha you know, I think my way is better than yours. Right, well, prove right. it to me. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, it's all about uh, proving your your method over the other method, and, and you know, you guys have the same goal, but you think your way may be a little better, and, and and it's a lot to do with history. You know, some guys are more in touch with the more modern stuff. You know, they got they got the more modern way of looking at things and more modern equipment, which this fire service is always changing, so that's fine. You know, and we just do our best to you know try to tie everything together and. Uh, Sometimes it comes down to a, a heated conversation that always it always ends in good laughs though. But you know, yeah, we we butt heads on stuff. I like mean, that I, I sure. can remember a time where it's like, well, we can we can pull this off the cross lay faster. We can throw this pony roll, um, and a pony roll is just where we have the hose rolled up, right? That we can yep. sling out, and you know, the fun competition, oh, fun yeah. competition, brotherhood type uh, feeling. Um, it's it's kind of like you know punching your brother in the arm, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Yep. Going back and forth that oh, yeah. way. Yeah. And a lot of guys have expressed that they feel like this is a family. Like Couch Fire is more than just a fire department. Oh, yeah. that, it, it it is more than a fire department. It is a family. There's no there's no. It's almost like a family. Like this is a family. These are. Uh, I mean, here personally, I uh, I just had a baby. Having them around for when we got back from the hospital, the guys from the FD brought me, you know, brought us our family meals and birthdays. They were there, uh, everything, you know, it doesn't matter if their kids, if their kids need something, we're doing it or something as simple as like, I just also bought a house. You know, I moved out of an apartment, got a you know first time home buyer projects. Their guys are always there. They're always there. And, uh, you know, they're always there to listen. You call them at two in the morning. They're there. You call them at three in the afternoon. They're there. It's just, you know, that's what they do. They don't just serve. The community that we serve each other too. So, uh, when I was talking with Captain Salyer, uh, we had talked about our kids, and 
the ability that my daughter has that she can go to 24 different houses in town and have a an uncle or a bigger brother, however yeah. you want to look oh, yeah. at it. Yeah. She has that protection either downtown here where we have guys that are working or walking through town itself to her friend's house. Yeah. And that she knows that, hey, she can go to right. this guy's house or this guy's house. Yeah, there, you know, we, we provide kind of a, a safe haven for each other, you know, in our families. If something's going sideways and, you, you know, maybe say your wife doesn't like it and she sees one of us in a grocery store, it's nothing to call us over and, you know, someone will do something for them. So we always offer that. Like I tell everyone, my uh, my son's got, you know, 24, 25 uncles and and my wife, with less of a better term, but has 25 husbands. If she needs something done, you know, I'm at work that you know we'll get it done we'll have we'll, we'll get it figured out we got each other's back on the fire department business and outside of the fire department absolutely 100 percent. and when we look to bring people in to volunteer with us because we it's a volunteer fire department and we look to bring people in that are like-minded individuals so yeah. we have an interview process we have a way to kind of weed through the people as far as what they're wanting why they're wanting it and i've asked other officers what is something that you look for in an individual? What's if you if if I brought you an application right now, and I had a guy or or, or lady come up right now and say they want to volunteer? What's the one thing that's going to set them apart and make you say, "Hey, I I think I can, I can go with this person." I'll be honest. Here recently, we've got some guys who come from a lot of walks of life. Like I mean, every, everyone obviously, well, maybe not everyone. Most people have the drive to serve and help people, but. You know, everyone has backgrounds. We, we I mean, oh, absolutely. You, yeah, you have guys that, uh, you know, may come from a darker background than others, or you know, different walks of life, and people change, and you know how they how they present themselves now is completely different. So you can't really, you know, I to, for me, I'm always the the guy that gives the benefit of the doubt to the, you know to people. So I try, you know, look past, you know, anything that may have may have had that happen to them or. You know, if, if this person's perfect, like, you know, you got to it. It just everyone's different, you know. Right. I mean, so people, you go base by base. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of right. take them at face value. Yeah. And, you you know, I when I first got on, I mean, we and you had a lot of conversations and it was more or less like joking. But, you know, you would say you never really know a person until you get the first fire. With them. Oh, yeah. You know, here we go. And I know where this is going. No, it's, it's really not. It's not. It's not going there. But I mean, we could probably another time. But anyway, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. like outtakes or something. Yeah, our but, first fire boy. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what my point is, is you had mentioned that you really don't know a person until you hit the first fire or yeah, the first, yeah, or the first yeah, job. You know what they're about, man. You right. Know, it's, you know, if they're, they're going to talk about it, they're going to be about it. Right. It's, right. You're, they're one or the other. They right. either talk about it or be about it. And, you know, so taking someone at face value when they first walk in the door, you know, like when I asked Chief, he said character was important. When right. I when I spoke with uh, Captain Salyer, he said communication was important. These are a lot of traits that we normally would take somewhat for granted in a stranger when you see him passing by. Sure. Because, yeah. you, you know, it's not when you come here, we're, you're not just joining the fire department and representing couch. You're representing every single one of us. Right, yeah, because yeah. it is that family. Yeah, you make a bad decision with with our logo on your chest. I mean, that can that affects all of us. So, it's definitely a it's definitely character, and I mean merit. I mean, it has a lot to do with all that. And the higher standard, the morals. Yeah, yeah, you're um, definitely held to a higher standard. I mean, you talk about strangers like we're going into people's houses, you know, and they don't ask a question. It could be in the middle of the night. They may never have met any of us, and they still open their doors and let us ride in. You can't you can't let those people down who trust you. You're 
you're working to make sure their worst day is solved in the best manner possible. And Absolutely. they have to trust you coming in there. And that starts with us trusting that person too, because we'll never put someone in a position to come into someone's residence or to a car crash or whatever and do something dirty to them. We, we do our best to siphon out, siphon out any kind of, you know, bad blood, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. Yeah. We, I mean, when I talked and I, I, I keep referring to the other episodes that we recorded, but a lot of the same things come up and none of you guys know what each other said. You know, right. yeah. you know, I'm kind of keeping this close to my vest so that <laughs> yeah. way I can yeah. make it, you know. You know, it'd be cool. It gives us all a reason to listen to each other's and maybe we can learn something from it. Right. And one of the things that keeps being said was one family and the other is trust and the trust with the community. And that's what this podcast actually is about is for us to be able to introduce ourselves to the community that we're serving and helping. And they kind of get an understanding of how we feel about the job that we have even though it's volunteer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we have the same qualifications. We have the same tools. We have the same everything other than. Yeah, we're doing a volunteer job with full-time hours. We're man. volunteer, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's. There's, I mean, anyone that's in this town, you know, they see the doors up. They see us out. They see the trucks. There's a lot of stuff we do different times of the season. You know, you've brought some cool things to the table for us. And, you know, whether it's the idea of handing out uh, popsicles or handing out candy canes, you know, with Santa when we bring them in town, you know. It's a, uh, we're very community based. And yeah, when, when I spoke with uh, Lieutenant Lane, uh, we had talked about that very thing was we did the popsicles, yeah. you know, and uh, we, we pass out, we pass out glow sticks on Halloween. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go, there's another one. And we're all over the town. We, we, right. we go through and COVID kind of affected a lot of that, a yeah, lot of it, our ability to yeah, do that outreach. Yeah. It kind of handcuffed us on a lot of things because a lot of what we do is face to face and, you know, it's very personal, our relationship to town. And unfortunately with COVID that really kind of takes the the personal aspect out of a lot of what we do. And another reason why we're doing what we're doing right now, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we get to kind of talk with them without talking. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. You kind of hear our story without us, you know, being right by you. So now we had spoke a little bit about the technology of the fire service. One of the cool things I like to find out is what is the one thing you would say that changed the most since you've been on in the fire service? Be it a tool, an apparatus, the way guys look at things, whatever it is, what's that one thing that stands out to you that's changed the most since you've been in the fire service? The pride, man. The who the people are, how they how they look at this job. Before it was kind of like a a boys club, you know? I mean, I hate to say it like that, but it was kind of like, yeah, we're all in the fire department. We hang out together, we do this, blah, blah, blah. But now it's it's, you know we train together, we advance together. We're, it's more than a boys club. We realize this is a job and this is uh, an important job for the town. Even though we're not getting paid to do it, it's, it, you know, it's still something that we have to take extremely seriously. And, and, and a lot of stuff's changed. I mean, before we had tools, we were dragging around hoses and, you know, cutting cars apart. Now we got battery tools and you got uh, more advanced trucks. They have, you know, different safety features and it's, it's always changing. Yeah. And our ability to be able to continue to, I guess you would say be up on the technology is because of the support of the community. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without, without the community, this place would be, this place would be um, not as good as it, as it is now. We, uh, we rely heavily on donations and, you know, some in, in us, we, we look at it and go, man, we're begging them for money again, but we're doing it with the best interest of the town. And, and advancing our equipment and keeping it to the the highest standard 
of, you know, of excellence in the service. So, yeah, without the town support, you know, we do the little things for the town, like the popsicles, the candy canes, you know, in hopes that like we build that that kind of that that family with the town, too, so to speak. So they, they help support us because we help support them. So, yeah, they're 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 the they are the foundation of this firehouse. The town is. When I was speaking with Chief, I had mentioned that the future of the fire service stands two feet tall. Facts. Yes. Um, we Our outreach isn't just about going out and saying, hey, look, I'm in a fire truck. No, our outreach is getting those kids interested, just like we were when we were younger, yeah. seeing the fire truck, oh, yeah. Yeah. seeing the lights, Absolutely. seeing the firemen. And we looked yep. at those firemen when we were kids as, wow, these guys are some tough dudes. Yeah, they were tough you know? dudes, and they were guys you wanted to follow around, like, Tell me one person who didn't see a fire truck and want to follow and see where they're going. You right. know, it's it, you're you're building that, and I see that now even in our kids. Like we got the new wave coming through Cal's Fire of just our kids, and they're up here, you know, and you see the excitement on their face when the lights come on, and you know they they love that stuff. So yeah, and it, it goes for anyone. You don't have to be a fire kid to to do this. Like, I mean, everyone's kid. They're all excited. I mean, think about it. Career days, you know preschools when they come here to do fire prevention that's what they're talking about they love this stuff so we just try to try to set the hook so to speak and you know get them involved right because without fresh faces without uh continuously having people come in to volunteer and to help this community eventually it just stops yeah yeah unfortunately it's it that's how it is right now i mean we have to we can't the guys who are here can't do it forever we have to we have to leave this firehouse better than the way we found it. So with that, it involves a lot of, it involves heavily on reaching out to the community and bringing in the next generation of guys to fill our shoes. Right. And like I said, it's not, we don't pass out the popsicles to say, ha ha, we're, look at it. No, it's our way of connecting with the next generation. Yeah. It's, it's making the, it's making the people feel comfortable. Like, you know, they know, hey, man, that guy, that guy and his buddies gave me popsicles when we were at the park. You know, if we ever have to, on the worst day, see them at a car crash or a fire, you know, they might remember our face and be like, oh, he gave me a popsicle. He's cool. I can I can trust him, you know. Right. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of that. You know, they see us bring Santa and like to a kid, that's Santa's top dog. If they see us with Santa, you know, they're going to they're going to associate us with that. Absolutely. And we want to build that trust with them. And that's what a lot of our fire prevention. I mean. I've been at the gas station when uh, Captain Sellier was at the gas station. His name's Kevin. My name's Kevin. Yeah. And I've heard the kid, firefighter Kevin, firefighter Kevin. And I know they're not talking to me because, <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. They're talking to him because of the fire prevention. Yeah, he, he's big into that, man. He, and, uh, he does a great job with that. And going along with the popsicles is they see our face. Now, they see us at the gas station. They see us at the grocery store. They they see us walking around with our right, family. Yeah, sure. They may see us at the park with our kids. And now we also wear, a lot of our guys wear our t-shirts, our hats, yeah, you know, our jackets. Yep. And us being in the community like we are and them seeing us in our outreach, not only does it give them the ability to be comfortable with us and know that, hey, this kid just fell on his bike. He needs some help. They'll come to us. Yeah. I mean, we've aired up kids' bicycle tires here yeah, at the station. we've done you know? that. We've aired up tires. We've tightened bicycle chains. We've had kids at the park get a skin burn going down the slide you know and we've given them an ice pack it's or a bee sting it's anything you know it could be something as simple as that it doesn't have to be a genuine emergency you know for them to feel comfortable with us right and that's what makes a difference and being able to do that in your community is extremely valuable not only for one the, the protection and safety of the kids that are out there but also 
the protection and safety of the adults because those kids are the next generation coming in. Yeah, exactly. It's a ro- big revolving door, oh, and absolutely. we take it very serious. Yeah, uh, we're steeped in tradition. Yeah, oh, very much. So. And that's, I mean, that's a fire service anywhere. Yeah, you know? any any firehouse, they they all have their traditions, you know, and they usually come back to the same the same tree, so to speak. A lot of different branches, but the same tree. Right. I mean, we we go on and on about the way you bend your helmet or wear your oh, helmet. Yeah. Or, oh yeah. Yep. You know what what shield you should have on. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. And and you know that stuff differs from department to department. You know, I I I wear my my helmet in kind of a radical way. Not a lot of people do. So you know, I'm I'm on the forefront of. What is you know what is the tradition behind that? Where does it come from? That's that's not how everyone else does it, but you know it's just it, it's again it's a branch of the same tree. Like it's all the fire service. It's just a different take on it. If you could sum up what Couts Fire meant to you or your family, what would it be? Well, I mean, first off, just in general, I mean, starting as just a school age kid, I was uh, I was struggling with my grades. You know, I I wasn't the best kid in school. Like I was kind of the kind of the kid your parents didn't want you hanging out with, you know, if you were the other kid and coming around the firehouse, like those guys were mentors to me. Like it started when I was a kid, I saw who they were and what they stood for. And, you know, they, they pushed me to be better and be good in school and succeed. So it all started there for me. And then it grew into now I want my kids to see that and my wife to see that, like, these are good guys. So, you know, there are a lot that you can learn a lot from these people, whether it's fire stuff or maybe even a carpentry project. You can learn a lot from these guys. These, they're, I mean, they're, they're literally like extensions of my family. You know, it, every, Couch Fire means everything to me. What, you know, what we do here. That's why we put in the time, you know. If it didn't mean anything, we wouldn't be here as much as we are. So. I absolutely agree with that. You know, I, I'll probably keep saying this in all the podcasts and all the episodes that I talk to people because Chief said something, and I recorded with him first. And one of the things he brought up was pride and ownership. Pride and ownership and kind of hits hard. And that goes with anything that you do in the fire service or even outside the fire service. It can be at home with yeah. your chores. If you're a kid that a teenager that's supposed to do something, right. take pride and ownership, right? Yeah, yeah. Could you give me a reflection of who you are as a person? Right. Why 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 do you half, you know, half effort work when you know you're gonna get a half effort response on how people look at you? You gotta put in a hundred percent. You know, and some days are better than others. You know, you might you might slip, and then that's why we got these people here. They'll they'll pick you back up and get you back on the right track. Yeah, and you know we we look at our trucks. Uh, that's come up quite a bit too, as far as making sure they're clean. Oh yeah, and yeah. Every every time they roll out, we uh we make sure they're in top shape. You know, not only because it's it's pride of like how they look, but it's ownership too. Like those are ours. We got to make them last. We don't. We don't have tons and tons of money here, so we have to make that stuff, you know, last us as long as possible. And when other departments come here, you know, we want them to go, wow, wow, look at Couch's stuff, you know. They really got it together. So, you know, that's the pride and ownership of that. We push to be the best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Push and hard to be the yeah, best. Yeah, we are the best. If, if, you don't, if you're not on the best fire department in the world, something's wrong. Then you need to join Couch. Yeah, yeah, then you need to join Couch. <laughs> If you're not on the best, come over yeah, and be the yeah, best, right? Yeah. If you don't, if you're in your mind, you're not on the best fire department. You got bigger things to worry about. Every fire department should be the best fire department if you're on there. But, but if you really want to be on the best, come on. <laughs> there <counts>. you go. <laughs> come to south. Yeah. <laughs> now earlier we spoke about how the community helps and donates and uh, shows up to our pork fest. You yeah. know, uh, pork chop dinner. They support us in multiple different ways. Now we have been able to acquire new equipment like the washer our bunker gear yeah, washer that helps right. that that right there 
we are able to wash our bunker gear, which eliminates or removes the carcinogens that cause cancer. Right. So it reduces our risk, yeah. and which then reduces our family's risk, yep. and which then also reduces the community's risk to being exposed to those carcinogens. Well, yeah, we're wearing that gear into their house, too. Exactly. You know? I mean, we got to keeping that stuff off of us. You know, say we may have had to serve a family because they had a fire. And then the next day, maybe grandpa fell down. You know, we're wearing the same the same pants that we'd have worn at that fire in there. And with the, you know, with the support of the community, we have this gear, this gear washer that, you know, takes that stuff off and makes sure we're, you know, tip top shape to, to come in there with our gear. You know, we and, don't we don't want to, you know, give our someone else's tragedy to somebody else, you know. Right. And like our trucks. Our gear is treated the same way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. you go to that fire, you get back. Hey, yeah, yeah. You switch it out. You know, we try to keep uh, some old gear around in sets for guys. So see if their stuff gets contaminated, it goes right in the washer, and they're back in service. You know, in just a couple minutes, and then they can switch their gear back once it's done getting cleaned. Now, some of the other stuff we were able to purchase is the battery powered spreaders. Yeah, yeah, the spreaders. Uh, wow, what a difference they are. Um, I had the the pleasure of going to five alarms extrication school and trying this stuff out before we bought it. And, uh, what a difference it is not having to carry a hose or rely on an engine starting to, you know, on the, on the pump for the hydraulics to, you know, work every time, you know, it, and we keep up on it. It does, but there's always that factor of, you know, we're eliminating the possible possibilities of failure. So with that new equipment. Now, another, one of the other notable purchases in my mind, was being able to outfit 731, our squad, with new LED lights. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. So at Couts, uh, Pork Fest has kind of been my animal. I um, try to head it up with, you know, help from a committee. And the committee and some of the guys were talking on the shop floor, and we decided that that was something that needed to be done. You know, we, we joke around about it. It's like, oh, it's, it's good. It's got old lights. But really it, it it's safety for us you know on these highway you know on highway 8 or 49 or even a back road you know people people get blind to these lights they see them and it, you know we need the 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 brighter equipment you know that keeps us safer on these scenes yeah, and we had we had an issue with one of the little rotators yeah. not wanting to rotate yeah, all the yeah. time and yeah and i'll tell you what it was it was like frankenstein in here we were taking apart old stuff and trying to put put it back together to make it work and you know and finally, we all kind of came together and decided that, uh, you know, we're tired, of, we're tired of working on stuff like that. So let's just let's just update it, you know, with with Porkfest. First off, people that come to Porkfest are crazy to stand in our line all the way down the road, down the block in the heat. You know, it, it, you guys are awesome just for a pork chop. But it really that that dedication that you give to us is, you know, we put that right back into our equipment, into our membership. You know, we, we've talked about that line and. What just about every single fireman on the station because pork fest it's all hands on deck. Yeah, yeah. If you're a member here, short of your own funeral, you better yeah, be you at better this have firehouse. A real good excuse not to be here, <laughs> like a real good excuse. But that line, we talk about it after, and we we talk about. I mean, we're talking about it now, and that was the last time we had a line was two years ago because yeah. COVID we couldn't. Well, yeah, but even with COVID, man, right. the cars absolutely. <laughs> you know the town, but that showed us that. The town loves this firehouse, yeah. and it shows us the the willingness to support what we do. We we got a line that's a half mile long to get our pork chop dinner. They're not just there for the pork chop. Yeah, what we make is good. Right. I'll stand behind that one hundred percent. The best, the best pork chop you can get. <laughs> but 
for them to stand there and wait in line and come up and give us the money to show us support and wait for it. Yeah. That shows I that mean, what we do matters. Yeah. Think about it. Like say you're in, you're in Valpo with your family and you got to get a quick bite to eat. If you go, you pull up to a drive through and there's like three or four cars ahead of you. You're like, Oh man, this can take forever. You know, these people are standing in line in the conditions, not in AC just to make sure, you know, that they get our pork chops. So that, that that's a, it's a really cool feeling. There's a, there's a lot of love we feel from the town on that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Our letter drive that we put out, uh, we get those back just people being on our Facebook page. And, and sharing our content or commenting yeah. on our content. Yeah. You know, those, it's amazing what this community does for us. Right. Oh, absolutely. And that drives us to want to be the best, to yeah. have the best, and make sure that we're ready and train hard because we have that support. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That, that bag letter is, uh, is awesome, you know, because we, we ask you to come stand in line for the pork chops and then. You know, we used to ask you to donate into our boot and then you get a letter asking you to donate and they never let us down. You know, they're, they're always the, they're always wanting to make sure we are who we are and we're the best. So that's, that's all, all because of the town. Now you're my go-to guy for medical questions. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, really, honestly, you're like the medical guy for yeah. most of the guys on the department yeah, yeah. now. Um, so I'm sure that it gets kind of old every once in a while, but I look at you as the lead when we have the medical call, yeah. I, I watch you just like everybody else. They're watching what you're doing. If they're, if you need something, Hey, I'll grab it for you. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you have, you know, a lot of people in Porter County. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. You're pretty well known. You know, most of the medics that come through. Yep. Uh, you got a pretty good working relationship now outside of the medical area. Mm-hmm. Okay. And outside of the, well, I shouldn't say outside the fire area, but what is the, your most favorite part? about doing what we do as a volunteer? I would say my favorite part, if you're referring to like my favorite job here, is that, is that what you're asking? Um, I, I just, I like any, I mean, I like medical, you know, it's, it's a common thing. You guys, you know, like a oh, medical call, like we're firemen, you know, but, but, but being a fireman now is being, a, you know, you are medicine, emergency medicine. That's who we are now, you know, and we, we we're like, we're an EMS department with a side of firefighting kind of, so to speak anymore. And, uh, yeah, so it's something to take seriously. And I, you know, I try to, I try to push what knowledge I have and I've learned onto the guys, you know, whether it's through them watching me do it or a training, you know, we sit down together, but I mean, me personally, I like, I like, uh, I like the fireside. I mean, medical is kind of my thing, but, but firefighting, you know, grass fires, car crashes, that's, that's, I really enjoy that. But, but yeah, I mean, we don't do that as much as we do the medical. So we have to kind of take that seriously. And I do take it seriously. I try to push it on the guys. And there's know. a, there's a reason why I led you into that question. And the reason is because we have a vocational program here at the high school. Yeah. And these young men and women are able to take firefighter one and two yeah. through vocational. And then after or before, I don't know if there's a certain order, I'm not sure, but then they can take their EMT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure on the order. There's a couple of guys here who have done that. Actually, they've they've gone through the vote class. They've gone through the fire academy and done um, emergency medical training. And uh, it's all done through the high school. It's, it's a really cool program. You know, you do that and you get credits for that while you're going to school, which is cool. So when you're done with school and you graduate, you're ready to go. Right. For most. I mean, for here and for most career departments, if you're looking for a job, 
you know, you start out with that EMT and that fire one too. That's a good foot in the door to, to get into a paramedic program at a career fire department. If I mean, that's you, what you, want you have firefighter one and two in your EMT, you're guaranteed a job basically for the rest of your life. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's you know, always something. I mean, you, you, there's a lot of places. I mean, especially EMT fire one, two, you know, again, like we said, it's, it's a fire department, an EMS department with a side of firefighting. That EMS is important. We, uh, to get in anywhere, almost any fire department, you have to have at least an EMT and then obtain a paramedic license while you're working there in the first year or two. And to get it in high school is probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Like I did, I, I went through, I went through fire Academy and EMT school my senior year. So, I mean, by the time I was done, I was working on an ambulance right out of high school, you know, doing basic transfers. I wasn't doing too much emergency medicine, but it was a footstep into like working at South Haven where I did get my, a taste of emergency medicine and I get it here too. I mean, I work on the ambulance that comes to town, but you work with these medics enough. Now, if you get something serious enough, it's almost like you're a part of them. You know, you're a part of the Porter EMS or Northwest Health. You know, you're working with those guys. Now we got one of the guys, Blake. He's on the department. He's also full time EMT. Yeah, yeah. So he actually works for the ambulance that comes, you know, comes and serves the town and most of Porter County. That is, you know, right, right. And so the knowledge and experience and the training we have our guys like uh, Kyle. Our assistant chief, he yeah. does a lot of the fire instruction, a lot of the training. Salier, he does a lot of it. Yeah. Um, you and Blake, you guys were doing medical. Uh, we had some guys that had to leave because they moved. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, but, yeah. People, like I said, it's a, it's a rotating door. People are in and out. Which is why it's important for new applicants to come in. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right, yeah. Because, I mean, there's been times we've been EMS heavy. We've had, you know, paramedics working alongside with our EMTs and we're only EMT basic certified here at the firehouse, but we have those guys who bring a higher level of training and it helps us, you know? So we, we get better at what we do because of the guys that come in here. So it's not even just new people who've never done it. Like if you live in our town and say you are a paramedic somewhere else, like you can rub off on us and, you know, help us advance to that next level of, of knowledge and in training. Or even just schedule a training. Yeah, if, yeah. Or, if, yeah, just come in here, you know, exactly. If we, you want to give a training here at the firehouse, we're more than welcome yeah, to absolutely. have you come by and, and yeah, do it. if there's something someone in town specializes in, whether it's like bleeding control or whatever, I mean, yeah, we'd love to have you. It's You know, we're more than welcome to schedule something. Now, we've talked quite a bit about the younger generation stepping in and stepping up to the firehouse and joining and becoming a member. But we also accept you know, just about anybody, Yeah. you know, um, if they're willing to volunteer and they want to stop in, yeah, they don't have to have certifications. No. Yeah. You can come in green. I mean, you may not know anything. You just think, Hey, you know, fire department seems cool. I could hang out with those guys. We'll get you going on a class. I mean, classes are starting all the time up at the Mac center. You know, we can get you going and it, you don't have to be a fireman or have to hang out in a fire family or have to be a part of a fire family or you don't, don't feel like that's, you know, if you don't have that, it's like we're intimidated. You know, it's that's not how it works. Come on in. I can tell you from experience that nobody in that I know of in my immediate family was ever in the fire service. Yeah. And it was just me. It was my way. My my mom wouldn't let me join the military because of her brothers in Vietnam. So this was my way of joining something bigger than myself. Yeah. So anybody, you know, that wants to come in and, and wants to make a difference in the community that we live in, we welcome you to come by. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Stop in. Sundays we're having coffee, you know, Thursdays we're having dinner. Come hang out with us. We we're, you know, this is our house. We invite you over. Come on anytime. 
Yeah, we're always looking for another family member. Right? Yeah, exactly, man. This is a, this is an ever growing family. So yep, yep. and it's, we're always taking them in. Absolutely, and that's why we do it. Yeah. We do it for a sense of community. Yeah. And uh, like you know, I, I was speaking with Lieutenant Lane, <laughs> and uh, we brought up the money. You know, we we get reimbursed. We don't get a paycheck. We no, get a yeah, reimbursement. Yeah, and reimburse reimburses taken lightly. I mean, the fire department. You know, the chief does what he can for us you know but to try to reimburse us for every hour is, is impossible to do what we do so i mean yeah we get you know he makes sure we get the finest shirts and jackets and everything to you know help us with our job in in you know a small a small um you know clothing allowance at the end of the year but right and it, that's it's nothing compared to you know the, maybe say the fuel we put into driving to town or you know the hours that we put in up here training it, you can't you can't even compare the two right because at the end of the year we're getting five six hundred bucks tops yeah if that and, if, and, that, if and that's that. putting in maximum hour i mean you were here a lot if right. that much and i mean there's no there's there's no way you can make a living as a volunteer no no, no. you know what i mean no, absolutely not. so and, it, and it's not about the money it's not it's not about uh thinking you're somebody better than somebody else no. it's it's you're serving your community and you're helping others and without you or without me or without the other guys that are on this department, who would be here? No, I mean, no one. You know, yeah. and who would answer that call? That's yeah. that's the biggest thing is who would answer the call when somebody needed help. Right. And that's why we do what we do, yeah. you know. Yeah, because, I mean, if you get to the point where you gotta, you have to pay people, I mean, that's going to cost a lot more. You Sometimes you think, ah, oh, I just wrote a check to the fire department, but it only, you know, say it's 20, 50 bucks, whatever, like, to pay someone to be here and do this is crazy. I mean, it, you're, it, the income would be insane. So, and a lot of people don't realize either. I when I, you know, that seventy percent of the fire departments in the United States. The last time I checked, it was the number seventy percent are volunteer. Yeah, volunteer. Now, the reason why you know larger municipalities like uh, Valparaiso, north of us, or even Chicago or New York, yeah. you know, the reason why they have paid departments is because they have a higher number of residents. Right. Um, uh, a higher call volume, yeah, and they need them to be on station because yeah, they're running I mean, calls they're, they're nonstop. Go. I mean, so so say we run we run three hundred three hundred fifty calls a year. I mean, that to the average person seems like dang, they're doing something every day. But like you go to a big city, you're serving potentially upwards of a hundred thousand to a million people. I mean, you're going on, they're going on twenty thousand calls a year. That's you know, that's a big difference. You know, and it, I, I couldn't imagine what it would take to, to volunteer something like that because our, our 350 or 300, whatever we run, uh, it, it takes a lot for us to do that. You know, it's, we put in a ton of time just to do that. So the volunteers do save a lot of money when it comes to the taxes and, and you know, in making sure this town's covered. And not to brag, but our ISO rating is one of the best. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, is, it stands as – so an ISO ratings lower the better. We stand – with the best in the county, so and with the ISO rating, um, what does that actually stand for? Not not for the fire department. This, I mean, the fire department. Yeah, we work hard to to get those ratings at, at a good number. Mm. But what do those numbers mean to the community? Well, it, it mean it can mean a lot. I mean, first off, if if you live in an area and you do any kind of your own research, you understand what ISO is about. Um, between like what we have to offer as at, you know capacities of pumps and how many trucks and how many ladders and hours served and all this um it it, it means a lot it can affect your insurance rates because i mean if you look at 
if you look at insurance rates in a place that have a super high ISO number, you know, they got slower response times, less capacity for water. You know, it, it means a lot. So, I mean, you could be paying more if we, if that ISO wasn't always trying to be maximized. So basically the lower the ISO number, the, the lower your, your insurance yeah, on your home, yeah, your could, property. Yeah, it could, it could affect your, it definitely affects your insurance rates. Right. And I know that our number, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I know our number is comparable to larger departments. Yeah. Yeah. We're so it, in the town we're three and in the uh, county we're a five. So that, that, that compares to some of the bigger cities in our area. Um, that comes from a lot of work, a lot of hours, um, a lot of mutual aid agreements. We don't just do it ourselves. I and mean, we, we brag about the best, but we also partner with the best, too. These guys around us are awesome. And, and again, that ISO number dictates how much your home insurance could cost you, your yeah, premium yeah, could cost you. Yeah, it could, yeah. And it's been said, I don't want to brag. Okay, I am a little bit. There's a lot of people that can't believe our numbers or that was or those numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, we got a you know people people brag about six and sevens. I've seen them on the side of people's trucks, like isolating it with six. Like holy cow, you know. And that that's from the work from the volunteers here at Couch Fire. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah, that's sitting, that's, that's our guys inventorying things, counting absolutely feet of hose and making sure the right stuffs on the trucks and tons and tons and tons of pre planning and, and book work and. Yeah, it takes a lot of effort to get those numbers down. And it's literally, we're, we're always going to do our job, but we do the ISO for the town. I mean, that we, we try to optimize, you know, financial um, benefits to the town. Because, see, I don't want you to think because we're volunteer fire department and that our trainings are different, or our tools are different. We, we've already established all those things that are the same, but now we're getting into the whole ISO, which is in a little bit more of a realm that's you know outside of yeah, a lot of the that, box that, for a lot of people you know yeah that's that's not a that's not a household term it's definitely um you either are into iso or you have to do you, you know you you have to be a part of it the average person you say iso they have no idea what yeah, you're talking about but they but they yeah but they do know that dollar amount when you tell them your insurance is so much a month or so much a year you know that's when all of a sudden okay why is it so high well and then you start digging into things you know iso plays a big part big part of that there's an there's an insurance agent listening right now i'm telling you and they're like what yeah. volunteer fire department with those numbers are you kidding me yeah sure so i mean it, we take pride that's why we take pride in what we do that's why we take pride and ownership in ownership in this department we yeah. and each other and we hold each other to a higher standard yeah and, you have to yeah and we look forward to having anybody come in and fill out an application yeah. um i don't call you captain mike i just call you Luzak. Yeah, that's fine, man. I'm Luzak. <laughs> but hey, man, I, yeah. I appreciate you sitting down with me. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, no, it's awesome, man. Let's keep this going. Uh, I, I look I, forward. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Look forward to doing with you again, and uh, thanks again. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Have a good night. You've been listening to the Couch Fire Podcast. I'm the host, Kevin Billingsley. I was speaking with Mike Luzak, Captain Mike Luzak, 705.